0: Welcome to the Enrooted podcast, the landowner podcast to empower you with inspiration, new perspectives, and quick tips for your forest management and land ownership journey. Today, we are going to be talking about how to determine what type of site prep needs to be done. And if you're just thinking about site prep, it's probably a little late in the game to get started most likely, but you may be wondering, what do I really need to do and how or in what order? We talked about a few episodes ago that this tends to be one of the biggest postponements by landowners. And part of it is because of the exhaustion of going through that timber harvest and, you know, really just wanting a little bit of a break. But it also plays the part of many different moving pieces when it comes to reforestation. There's so many different parts that it's just simply very overwhelming and we tend to postpone it. Hopefully though, you have a consultant forester helping you complete the entire process, and especially if you just finished your timber sale, they should be helping you work through this. But if you're moving forward with this on your own, it can definitely start to feel overwhelming with the different contractors and trying to line them up early enough but also in the right order because the spray guy can't come until the chopping guy is finished or you'll have to switch the spray guy from a tractor to an aerial spray which of course is more money and may not be as effective. But we also have to make sure we allow plenty of time between the spray and our planting or it could damage our ceilings. Why do we even need to do all of this? It seems pretty clean out there right now. Can't I just go out and plant seedlings in the ground? I've been asked why do we need to do all of this? It costs a lot of money when, you know, trees come up for free anyways. Well, that's true. Trees will come up for free, you know, eventually. Anyways, But the purpose of site prep is to prepare the foundation for your seedlings that you are paying money for you are investing in to create that revenue potentially later in life if you're not doing natural reforestation where you let nature be nature more or less which most of the time i don't advise to do and you can check out my article on that titled should i do natural regeneration But if you plan on buying seedlings and intentionally replanting, you want to ensure that those seedlings have the best chance to thrive rather than just simply survive. Because it is the foundation you set now that will help determine what your potential volume and value will be later. Let me phrase it a little differently for a moment, okay? When you have company that comes over to your house, and I'm not talking about the neighbor that has three kids that are over all the time, or your best friend Jane who really doesn't care about what things look like in your house. I'm thinking more like the in-laws are coming over for dinner, or your spouse's boss or co-worker is coming over. Well, you're probably looking around the house and thinking, I need to get things straightened up and cleaned up before they get here. Because it's our natural thoughts that our house, could determine what other people's impression of us may be. And we want to make sure we lay out a welcoming and comforting home for them. So we're cleaning our house before those guests come to dinner. And depending on what type of person you are naturally, or maybe what season of life you may be in right now, will determine what you're starting off with. And what do I mean by this? I mean, if you're relatively young, you know, newly married, but no kids yet, both working out of the house, traditional nine to five type jobs, then your house may be naturally a little cleaner. At least, you know, in those common areas because you're not there that much. And you'll probably have to do a quick decluttering of the mail, maybe take out some of the cups that you left out, some dusting of the dinner table, and ensure all that the dishes are cleaned. And if you wanna go above and beyond, you might sweep and mop the floors to look their absolute best and brightest. But all in all, it's a relatively light spruce up before dinner. And if you're in my season of life right now, where I have three kids, five and under, your house looks like it's been robbed but found nothing of value and decided to just leave everything everywhere. So we have to put up all the toys before we can even see the floor to discover that there were probably a few dried jam spots that we're going to have to steam vacuum now a few times just to remove it. Then we have to wipe and clean the fingerprints and nose prints off the windows. You have to clean off the table of all those toys that you picked up off the floor so you could see the floor that's now on the table. We have to go put that away. And laundry's been on the couch for four days, so we have to go hide that somewhere. In these two examples, you can see how two different types of lifestyle, two different stages of life, can drastically change how and what you need to do to get the house in quote unquote order before the dinner guests come over. But Danielle, we don't actually care if you live in your house. All right, I understand. Don't ruin this metaphor, okay? The same is true depending on what you're starting with before you plant trees in the ground. Whether it's immediately after a logging job or whether that logging was you know, a previous pine plantation or more of that natural pine hardwood forest, which hasn't been intentionally managed in years, Was it left for two, three, five, seven years before you decided to start any reforestation efforts? What is your budget? And again, what are your objectives for that tract? Both of these would also impact the site prep you would likely try to pursue. There's a lot of commonality in both situations. In the house cleaning, we're probably looking to clean up the floors and declutter whatever's on the countertops, spruce up the dishes and the table. In the forested situation, we're all looking at some type of mechanical effort, whether it be drum chopping or caging, belting or scalping, and we're all likely considering some type of herbicide work. Herbicides to be dependent on the vegetation present and how we apply it depends on the mechanical efforts we may need. Because you see, both are more or less needed in some way. If the land has been sitting for, say, four plus years, or sits on the coastal plain where we have vegetation come up really, really quickly, you're going to need to do at bare minimum, clean the space to plant your trees. You can't plant trees where either one, you cannot walk, or two, you cannot see the ground effectively. So you need to set the ground up appropriately to have a solid foundation to even place your trees into, or you cannot expect them to potentially survive, let alone thrive. 1 Corinthians 3.10 says, by the grace of God has given me, I laid a foundation as a wise builder and someone else is building on it, but each should build with care. You must lay a foundation and lay it with care for your future build, which of course for us would be our replanting, our reforestation efforts. And this is true whether you desire to do traditional pine plantation. Well, it's especially true for those cases, but it's true whether you're looking at lobale or slash or longleaf pine or even if you're looking to do some other type of reforestation effort, you must lay a foundation before you plant your trees. The foundation will all vary depending on your objectives, your location, and your current track structure, but you must do something before just throwing trees to the wind, spitting around three times, and just hoping they grow well enough. So if all of our foundations, All of our site prep varies, dependent on what I just said, our current track structure, our location, our objectives for the future. How do we determine what and when we should be doing different methods? I'm glad you asked. That is what your forester is for, especially consultant foresters, but even your local county forester can help you in these efforts. The foresters can look at your track, understand what you say your goals are and are desiring, and write you up a management recommendation plan, sometimes referred to as a brief management plan, because it will only cover your reforestation needs for this one tract, for this one stand, which will likely give you the guidance you need to move forward. It'll most likely tell you everything they recommend, you know, the top notch, everything you should be doing. But from there, if you do have budget constraints, you must work within, you have to have that additional discussion about the absolute necessities. And of course, what are those expected outcomes from excluding certain practices? If you have a consultant you're working with, not only would they share those recommendations moving forward, but they would also help you follow through to get the work completed for you, which is the big difference between county foresters who can also write the plan, but they cannot line up the contracts and the contractors to get the work done for you. Your consultant is essentially your execution. So if you've been sweating thinking, how in the world are you supposed to know what and how and when to do what for your land to replant? Hopefully this is a breath of fresh air you can now release because you don't need to figure it all out. You just need to rope in your forester to guide you. Now here's a heat of warning, which if you do receive the recommendations and simply choose not to pursue it all to quote unquote, save a penny just for saving a penny's sake. Here's my warning. Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and does not act on them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. The rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and slammed against that house and it fell. And great was its fall. From Matthew 7 verses 26 to 27. You see, because even God places great emphasis on utilizing our resources and taking in expert advice. Granted, I know the scripture context was in referencing hearing Jesus and not believing in him, but I do believe it can be a lesson in life as well. If you hear advice and wise words and simply choose to ignore them, that's your right. But do not be surprised when the challenges of life arise and your own house of decisions doesn't last through the trials. The way of fools seems right to them, but the wise listen to advice. Proverbs 12.15. Plans fail for lack of counsel, but with many advisors they succeed. Proverbs 1522. Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine, and acts on them, may be compared to a wise man who built his house on the rock, and the rain fell, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and slammed against that house. And yet it did not fall, for it, it had been founded on the rock." Matthew chapter 7, verses 24-25 through 25. The Bible is filled with warnings and heeds against not taking on advice and counsel, or taking advice and not heeding to those words. I say this repeatedly, it's your land. You have the right to say no. And I want you to say no to things which do not align to your goals and purposes or even your budget. But just because you can say no, doesn't mean you always should, doesn't mean you should always exercise that right to everything that is recommended to you. When you have the right forester working with you, their recommendations are only provided for your best benefit they have no dog in the fight for the long-term game except the satisfaction knowing that they have set you and your family up for the biggest chance of success to reach your goals and that the forest will be and is being managed effectively for you and for all the various ecosystem benefits which come from managing a forest and from being able to keep trees and trees. We're at the end of today's talk. But if you're loving these series and wanting to get more landowner management tips and inspiration I do recommend to sign up for our Monday Motivations, where every Monday you will be sent a motivational land ownership message directly to your inbox based in scripture. What better way to start off the week? And if you're ready to jump in with your land management to be empowered as a landowner, stay tuned. We'll have something coming out for you very soon. Until next time.